Well, that didn't take very long. On August 12, 2012, six weeks after being elected president of Egypt, Muslim Brotherhood leader Mohamed Morsi forced the resignations of the generals atop the ruling military junta. Effectively, his election has converted Egypt from a military dictatorship to a Sharia dictatorship. As this book argues, that is the end to which Islamic democracy leads. Although most of the manuscript of Spring Fever, The Illusion of Islamic Democracy, was in the can by late spring of 2012, I delayed completing the manuscript until July. The Egyptian presidential election, such a big part of the Arab Spring story, was not decided until late June. The presidential election followed hard on both the national referendum on constitutional amendments and the parliamentary elections, all won by the Muslim Brotherhood and its fellow Islamic supremacists in lopsided fashion. Islamic democracy enthusiasts ascribe great significance to elections, taking them to mark real democratic progress regardless of how bereft of real democratic culture the voting society is. It thus made sense to see through the historic electoral process before publishing this book. Spring fever, after all, is meant to be your antidote for the obsession that has become conventional American wisdom, the obdurate portrayal of the Arab Spring as a triumph of freedom. In reality, it is the ascendancy of Islamic supremacism. It follows a predictable path toward Islamization already trod in Turkey. The pattern is certain to proceed much more rapidly in the Muslim Middle East, which, unlike Turkey, has never sought to westernize or to suppress Islam's supremacist tendencies. In Egypt, the tension mounted this summer as the Supreme Council of the Armed Forces, which I'll call SCAF, the military junta that seized control after Hosni Mubarak's fall from power, permitted the presidential election to go forward. By then, it was manifest that the Muslim Brotherhood's Morsi was virtually certain to win the presidency, barring a rigging of the election in favor of the junta's preferred candidate, Ahmed Shafiq, a vestige of the Mubarak regime. Like Turkey's generals before them, Skaf did not have the stomach for a full-scale coup d'etat. So the Egyptian generals tried their own version of Turkey's 1997 postmodern coup. They stopped short of formally seizing total control, trying instead to assert de facto control, without its looking too much like a military takeover, that bane of Western progressive piety. Scaff nullified the Islamic supremacists' parliamentary victory, with the fig leaf that the generals were merely enforcing a judicial ruling, not grabbing legislative authority for themselves. Scaff declared that the generals, not the newly elected legislature, that is, not the Muslim Brotherhood, would oversee the drafting of a new constitution, although intermediaries would do the actual writing. And Scaff ensured that the military's continuing grip on political and economic power would render the new president substantially impotent, even though the president would be allowed to assume his largely ceremonial office and meet with world leaders as if he were a peer. Only with these precautions in place was the victory of the Brotherhood's presidential candidate announced. Turkey's Islamist Prime Minister, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, is a principal focus of spring fever. Like Erdogan, Morsi assumed his office carefully. He took a deferential posture toward Skaf, 
realizing that the armed forces might crush him if he moved too quickly. Yet, again like Erdogan, he perceived his opposition's glass jaw, betrayed by the general's palpable reluctance to crush him when they had the chance. Morsi shrewdly took the ground the generals were willing to cede. He took office with great fanfare in the international media, swiftly began making governmental pronouncements, quietly courted allies in the ousted parliament, and arranged one-on-one meetings with regional sovereigns and the American Secretary of State. These steps enhanced his global prestige, appearing to put him on a par with the people actually running the country. Meanwhile, the new president announced policy goals that were certain to intensify his political support among Egyptians, but unlikely to nettle Scaff.